Um, good morning, everybody. Great to uh, see you. Good morning, Jonathan. Great to see everybody, at least sort of, uh, which is nice. Um, just, uh, I know many of us are probably familiar with how to use Zoom these days and also how to participate in a show over Zoom. Um, usually we just like listen on Zoom. I typically, when we give a share on Zoom, uh, it's hard to get participation, which is fine. Uh, but, I, you know, uh, as we go through Mesech Zivamos, starting from day one, there are definitely going to be some uh, questions that come up. I'm going to do my best to keep things as clear as possible. I shared um, with you already a document on the WhatsApp um, of the Dafa Chaim, a uh, very beautiful uh, set of charts that Gary shared with me. Um, so it would be a good idea to, to take that out if you have it. If not, I'm going to share, I'll share it on the screen also so you have it. Um, nevertheless, my point is that um, I'm, I assume most of your homes are pretty quiet right now in the background. So if you want to keep yourself unmuted uh, so you're able to ask questions or unmute and ask questions at any time, uh, please feel free to do that. And definitely feel free to keep your video on. Uh, definitely helps with our connection to each other. Um, how's my uh, internet connection so far? Fine. Okay. I'm in my basement to, uh, you know, understood. So uh, I hope it stays that way. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's get started. Um, first thing, just to, just to talk about, Yavamos is the beginning of Seder Nashim, uh, which is the beginning of uh, a series of Masechtas which talk about the relationship between men and women, uh, the marriage relationship, the divorce relationship, uh, and in our case, the relationship when an individual passes away and has no children. Uh, the, the question that a lot of Rishonim ask is, why begin with Yavamos? If you would have asked me to start with the Masechta, to start Masechta, uh, Seder Nashim, I would have said start with Kiddushin. Start with this, the, the conversation all about how you get married. Then later we can deal with Rahman Litzlan. If people uh, need to get divorced or someone passes away, or whatever, we can deal with all those things as we move along. But uh, why start with the really, uh, you know, in a certain sense, the most tragic of the, uh, the conversations in, 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 in Seder Nashim, a person who passes away and has no children? Um, why is that? So there's a number of answers given. Um, you'll see on the side of the page on, in the Gemara and Daf Beis, there's, a, there's a, a left column called Tosfos Yishonim. Tosfos Yishonim we're actually going to use a decent amount as we learn in Masechta. And Tosfos Yishonim gives a number of answers to this question. We want to see them inside, but the bottom line is gives a number of answers and some other Yishonim answer as well. Uh, the one answer given is that Moed Katan, which we learned two Masechtas ago, according to Tosfos, was actually the last Masechta that used to be in Seder Moed. It didn't end with Chagiga, they would end with Moed Katan. And if you remember, the last uh, chapter of, of Moed Katan is all about Avelos. Someone passes away, and what's the halachos when a person passes away? So, uh, so the Tosh Hashanim say, and the Tosh Moed Katan say, so even though typically we find, you know, uh, the, the Torah talks about sometimes, Chazal Tavah, we want to separate you know, negative conversations, uh, he actually writes, Somchin Puranusa la Puranusa. You're already talking about the negative experience of a person. Um, passing away, so we, we talk about Seder Nashim, we talk about, we talk about the situation of people who are married, and one of them passes away. Uh, Tosh Hashem gives a second answer, which is that, that this is actually the first uh, example of marriage that we find in the Torah. Who's the first person to do anything even similar to Yibum? So we have in, uh, Aram actually takes his wife back, that's true, but we have uh, Yehuda and Tamar, right? Uh, Tamar uh, passes, you know, Tamar is married to Yehuda's sons, each one passes away and the other son marries her. It wasn't the halacha then, but it was going on already. Then we actually find it 
uh, in, in Shavuos as well, by Rus, right? Rus and Boaz. That Boaz doesn't actually do Yibum with Rus, but it's a similar concept that she marries a woman who someone in her family uh, had been married to and kind of, you know, uh, uh, commits to her. Um, so therefore, even though Nisuin, right, the way we get married, in a normal way, it doesn't come until much later, until Matan Torah. Nevertheless, we talk about uh, Yibum first. In fact, in Moshe Shalvechik, uh points out that's why at a wedding we say, We get married by Chupa and Kiddushin. Chupa actually comes second, right? At a wedding, you do Kiddushin first. The, the man gives a woman a, a, a ring, and then afterwards, the, the, there's the mitzvah of, of, of Nisuin. Right, where they say brachos under a So uh, why do we say chupa uh, v'kidushin? Um, so he says because the truth is, chupa, the idea of just bringing someone home to your house, that was actually the, the way originally marriage would happen. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't give a ring, etc. That doesn't come until much later. But, uh, so therefore he says, that's why, says, that's why we have yibum first. Yibum is actually the first example. Um, fine. And one other answer tells us that gives is that yibamos, and when it comes to Yibam, why, why are they getting married? Why is the brother-in-law marrying the sister-in-law? Because they met and they're in love? Not really, necessarily. It really it's because the Torah says so. Um, and and Tosiyotin points out that this is sort of like uh, an example of marriage happening in the Torah happens according to the Ratzon Hashem sometimes. And it's a, it informs us in the rest of all of our cases of, of when we get married, that when we get married, we bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the marriage. Um, so Yibum is sort of the most extreme example. We don't ever want to see a scenario of Yibum. But um, it's sort of the most extreme example of, of bringing Hashem into our marriages. So uh, it's a good way to start off Seder Nash. Fine. So uh, you'll find our, our first daf, almost the entire first daf, is one Mishnah. It's one Mishnah that involves a lot of relationships. Um, it's a good way to get you actually scared of Mesechus Yivamas, but hopefully not because we'll make it clear. Um, but we'll go nice and slow because we have, we have the time uh, over the next couple of days to go through the mission and explain each and every case. Just a general intro very quickly. Um, typically, there is an Isser in the Torah for a man to marry his sister-in-law. Um, even after if you have, uh, you have you know, Reuven and Shimon and their brothers, Shim, Shimon is married to a woman. Her name is, whatever her name is, Rachel. So uh, Reuven is Aser, Midaraisa, to marry Rachel. He's not allowed to marry her, um, even if Shimon dies. Uh, that, that's a that's a uh, a mafurish pasuk in 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 uh, in, um, in Vayikra that a man cannot marry his sister-in-law. However, we find I'm going to try a little screen sharing and see if this works. Um, you able to see my screen? Okay, amazing. Um, that we find in Devarim Perak Chafei Pasukei. Two people living, brothers living together, and uh, one, one of them dies, and they don't have a, a child, they don't have a son. The wife of the man who passed away should not go to another husband, another random person. But rather, he should do Yibam with her, right? And take her to be his wife, Yibma. Uh, and when they do that, when they have a child, so that the oldest child that's born from this new union should, again, we, we sometimes think it means you have to name the child after the brother. You don't have to do that. But uh, the point is that he will, you know, continue the name sake of the, of the original father. And the point is that this person's le- legacy is not lost. His legacy 
remains. Because in the end of the day, this marriage is sort of a continuation of his original marriage. We're going to see interesting halachos. Do they, have, they don't have to do a new kiddushin even, midaraisa. It's almost like a, just a continuation of the original marriage. But the bottom line is that this halacha known as yibum actually comes to trump the original iser of a man marrying his sister-in-law, which is an iser erva, a forbidden relationship in the Torah. However, the only... So fine, so the bottom line is that yibum, this, this new novel mitzvah, comes to, again, there's usually the iser to marry your sister-in-law, comes yibum and says, no, you should marry your sister-in-law if uh, her and your brother had no children. Fine. However, the only iser that it trumps is this one. So meaning, if, the, if uh, uh, Ruvain and Shimon are brothers, Ruvain passes away, right? And Ruvain was married to a woman. Fine, so, so Shimon can marry that woman, uh, even though she's his sister-in-law. However, if that woman had some other reason why she's not permitted to marry Ruben, uh, the, Shimon, the brother, if she's his sister, if she's some other relation to him that's otherwise forbidden, Yibum does not trump that iser. And that's basically the, 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 the message of our Mishnah. And well, there's two messages to our Mishnah. Number one is, if there's some other Isser, that uh, Yibam does not trump that other Isser. That's number one. And number two, there's the issue of what's called a tsara. A tsara means a co-wife. So, so it used to be, here, I'll show you another tab here, right? Used to be, sorry, this one, that um, you'd have... Two individuals, a man can marry more than one wife. We don't have that practice anymore. Um, but a man can marry more than one wife. And what would happen is if those two women are both married to the same man, they're considered sorrows one to the other. They are co-wives to each other. The Allah is that if any one of the women, so if you look even in this first, uh, this first example that's right here uh, in front of you, see so Reuven and Shimon, right? Um, who are brothers, and Reuven, let's assume here, was married, was married, well, let's do Shimon here. So Shimon's married, in this case, to three women, right? Rachel and Leah and Zara. So these women are considered Zara's to each, other, to each other, right? Because they are co-wives. By the way, it's not a coincidence that the name Zara is used for co-wife. What does Zara also mean? Right, Zara's, bad stuff, right? Because women who are co-wives do not typically get along all the time. Would not be surprising to hear. Um, but the bottom line is that if, if any one of these women is an Isser to Reuven, so let's say Leah can't marry Reuven because Leah and Reuven are brother and sister. They're not just sisters-in-law. Uh, they're not just brother and sister-in-law, let's just say. So then not, not only is Leah not allowed to do Yibum with Reuven, but neither can Rachel because she is the co-wife. Um, so this, that's the, one of the main points that the Mishnah in Yibamus, this first Mishnah is going to teach us, is the following. Let's take a look at the Mishnah just to get started. So the Mishnah says, Chamesh Esrei Nashim Potros Tsaroseyan Vitsaros Tsaroseyan Mina Chalitza Umina Yibum Adsof Ahulam Ve'eluhin So one other point, uh, just to make it clear, is that if you don't do Yibum, if you, uh, when there's a scenario where a man is supposed to do Yibum with a, with a particular woman, with his brother's wife, uh, and he doesn't, it doesn't do so, doesn't want to do so, so he is... Uh, he does, the way he gets out of it is by doing chalitza, right? A whole process that we'll talk about more. She removes his shoe, she spits in the floor, he says he doesn't want to take her, etc. Um, if there's a requirement of yibum, then either you do yibum or you do chalitza. However, in a scenario where yibum is not required, meaning 
one of these examples that we're going to talk about, where otherwise this man is not allowed to marry his sister-in-law because of some other relationship they have already, or one of these co-wives to that woman, um, then they don't do yibum and they don't do chalitza. They don't have to do either, which is very helpful because you could have scenarios when uh, a person passes away, a man passes away, he leaves his wife and they had no children, and the, and the brother-in-law is in some country thousands of miles away. If there's a requirement of yibum, then she has to go get, chalitza has to be done by this brother-in-law or yibum, and until that happens, she has what's called a zika. She has a connection to him forever, and she can't remarry until that yibum or chalitza takes place. If, however, again, like these scenarios we're going to see, they're, they, they, he was never allowed to yibum with her, again, because of some other forbidden relationship that exists between the two of them, and this will all become a little clearer as we move along, then there's no requirement of yibum and no requirement of chalitza, which is very important because then she may have a brother-in-law in you know, Rome somewhere. She doesn't care because she has no connection to him. So the question of whether there's a requirement of yibum or chalitza is a very, very important question of whether there there's what's called a zika yibum. This connection between this sister-in-law and brother-in-law is, is vital because if there is one, then if this man passes away, this woman has to somehow become released. Of this, of this requirement, either by having chalitza done or by actually marrying your brother-in-law. Um, okay, we're going to talk about right now, and the, the, the mission is not going to list 15 relationships that would be sort of exempt a person from yibum, and if it's exempting this one woman from yibum, again, it's exempting the co-wife from yibum as well. We're going to go through each case, and we have a chart for each and every case. Um, we'll talk more about atzaros tzara, uh, a future co-wife, you know, which we're going to talk about on, on Ahmed Bey's. We'll get there um, by, probably by next, the, the next year. We won't talk about that much today. Um, okay, any questions yet before we go to the first Mishnah? I mean, there are probably a thousand questions, but... Okay. Uh, okay, so let's go now to our first few cases, okay? So again, we said there are 15 scenarios, 15 women who not only are not required for the, for the man to do yibum with them, but they actually pat their, they make their, their tzara, their co-wives, from needing to do yibum or chalitza either. And who are these cases? The Elohim. And here's what they are. Number one is Bito, his daughter. What do we mean, his daughter? So let's explain it. Okay, Bito means as follows. You have, hold on. Okay, so Bito means as follows. You have two brothers. They're always going to bring this third brother in, and we'll talk about that in a second. Well, I'll explain it to you right now. The halach is if, if Ruben dies and uh, Shimon needs to, uh, well, let's give an example. Shimon, Shimon dies and Ruben needs to do Yibam and he can't, but Levi somehow is able to. There's a third brother, then Levi does Yibam. That's why they keep Levi in this, in this chart. But let's just look at Ruben and Shimon for right now. So take a look at the chart. Chart number two on this page right over here. So, Reuven and Shimon are brothers, right? And, and what happens? Reuven's married to Sarah, and, uh, sorry, sorry, Reuven is, uh, Sarah is Reuven's daughter. So what happens? So Reuven has a daughter, Sarah, and she marries Shimon. So imagine your daughter marries your brother. It's kind of funny, but it's mutter. It's not against Allah. So Shimon marries Sarah, who is Reuven's daughter. What then happens? Shimon passes away. Shimon passes away, and he was married to Sarah and to Rivka. 
So what's the halacha? Well, Reuven, even though he's supposed to do Yibam with Shimon's wife, right, if he passed away with no children, Reuven has a requirement of Yibam with, with, uh, with uh, Shimon's wife. The problem is that Shimon's wife is Reuven's daughter. And, so, and Reuven's not allowed to marry his daughter. That's a separate iser. Therefore, Sarah is not allowed, doesn't have any zika liyibam to Reuven. So Reuven and Sarah don't have any to do yibam. They don't have to do chalitza. And Rivka, who is the co-wife of Sarah, who has no relationship to Reuven and otherwise could have married him, and really Reuven should have had to do yibam, does not. They also have no connection because, again, since Reuven is not allowed to do yibam with Sarah, he also has no connection to Rivka, and they both go free without Yibam and without Chalitza. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay. So that's case, that's case number one, known as Bito. So again, because she's his daughter, the daughter of the Yavam, we're always going from the perspective of the Yavam, from the person who's the alive brother. Yavam always refers to the alive brother whose brother, whose brother passes away. Okay. So that's case number one. So case number one was Bito. Number two is Bas Bito. What's Bas Bito? The daughter of his daughter. Or Bas Bino, or the, or the daughter of his son. Meaning, it's the same relationship, but now instead of being that your daughter is married to your brother, it's your granddaughter who's married to your brother. So again, Reuven and Shimon are brother and sister, are, are brothers. Reuven has a daughter or son, and they have a child, Sarah. So this is Reuven's granddaughter. Reuven's granddaughter is married to Reuven's brother, Shimon. Again, Shimon passes away. And what happens if Shimon passes away? Reuven is required to marry Sarah. Only one problem. And by the way, and again, Shimon has two wives, Sarah and Rivka. So Shimon is required to marry Sarah, but he can't because it's usher for a man to marry his granddaughter. Therefore, just like Reuven can't marry Sarah, he also can't marry Rivka. And that's why both Sarah and Rivka go free. They don't need Yibam. They don't need Chalitza. That's example number two in the Mishnah. Uh, yeah? a little strange because the questions that I have are more about who should they be. It seems the normal order would be <laughs> are you chayat to marry before who you're putter to marry? So why are they starting with all these exemptions? All the exemptions. Have? It's a good question. It's good. When you're supposed to marry someone. It's a good question. I'll tell you one of the answers that the, Mish- that the Rishonim give for why we begin with Mesech Sivamos is because it gives us the opportunity to learn one, one of the uh, points of Seder Nashim is to teach us the, the Isure Erva, right? which, women, which women and men are not allowed to marry each other. Um, so, Nashim is not just about, Seder Nashim is not just about how you get married and Rahman Latzlan, how you get divorced, or how you do Yibam, but it's also about which relationships are forbidden. So this is a really uh, convenient way of learning all of the forbidden relationships, right? Without listing, the following relationships are forbidden, but it, it sort of is doing that. Um, I don't know if that's the answer, the answer to the question, but I think it is one of them. Um, which is that the, the, the assumption very often, even look at the very first mission in Shas, right? when do I begin Shema at night? To, to, the very first Gemara asks, what do you mean, who said Shema? <laughs> Wait, you know, uh, you know uh, who, or, or, who knew there was a halacha known as Shema, right? There are certain things that the Gemara takes, the mission takes for granted, which I guess is that you know the Pasuk and the Chumash that says the concept of Yibam. So uh, if you know that a brother-in-law has to marry a sister-in-law, this is the, these are the exemptions from it, even uh, taking to a, this assumption that you would know that regular Yibum is a brother-in-law marries his sister-in-law, I guess. But it's a good, it's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, it's also a very good way to get you used to using the charts in Masechah Sivamos. Um, okay. Good. So, so far we've done the first two. 
Bito and Bas, but actually the first three, Bito, Bas, Bito, Bas, Bino, right? So he can't marry, can't do even with your daughter, can't do even with your daughter, granddaughter, whether that's from your, from your daughter or from your son. Okay, Bas Ishto, next one. What's Bas Ishto, what does that mean? So a man marries a woman, and that woman already has a daughter, not from his relationship with her, but from a previous relationship. Um, nevertheless, a man is not allowed to marry his wife's daughter. Um, that's not permissible. So what happens? Um, so uh, the, the, the way it's quoted in the, in the Torah is you can't marry a, wo- a, wife, a woman and her daughter at the same, can't be married to both at the same time. So you can't marry your wife's daughter. So again, the same exact, so it's the same scenario. Again, Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Shimon's gonna, and Shimon is married to Reuven's, not really his granddaughter, but his wife's daughter. Sorry, not his daughter, but his wife's daughter, um, which is an Isra Erva. Uh, and then Shimon is also married to Rivka, some other woman who has no connection to him. Again, when Shimon passes away, Ruvain is not allowed to marry Sarah because she is his, da- his wife's daughter. And therefore, not only does she not have a Zika Yibam to him, and no Yibam, no Chalitza, nor does uh, Rivka, the co-wife, as well. Okay. Um, fine. So that is... Uh, Bas Ishta. So then the next example of the mission is Bas Bina or Bas Bita. Right? So not only are you not allowed to marry your wife's daughter, you're also not allowed to marry your wife's granddaughter. So again, this is a similar case, but if you move down in, in, the, in the sheet here, if you're following me with my, my cursor, you guys able to see my cursor on, the, on your screen? Okay, good. Um, so again, Ruven has a wife, Ruven's wife has a daughter, Ruven's daughter has a daughter. Her name is Sarah. Ruvain, and she's married to Ruvain's brother Shimon. Again, Ru- Shimon's married to Sarah and to Rivka. Ru- Shimon passes away. Ruvain is forbidden to marry Sarah because she is his wife's granddaughter. Since he can't marry his wife's granddaughter, he also can't marry Rivka. Both of them are off the hook and don't have to do Yibo. Okay. Um, great. Um, okay, next example. Chamoso. Let's just do chamoso. So what's chamoso? Chamoso is mother-in-law. Okay? So a man is forbidden from marrying his mother-in-law. Um, okay, so what is the scenario that we're talking about here? So, um, so Rashi actually points it out. If you look four lines down in the wide lines in Rashi, what's chamoso? Shemes ba'ala vinas'a achiv umes belobanim. What's the case? Obviously, a person's mother-in-law was married to somebody else before. That's how she's your mother-in-law in the first place. Right? She was married to someone else and they had a daughter and Ruvain married that daughter. Right? So what happens? So, so Ruvain is married to a woman um, and, his, and, and his mother, his wife's mother, right, who is Sarah, what did she do? So she was married and that's in Chamosa, sorry. Here's Chamosa. Ruben's married to a woman and, uh, and he has a mother-in-law, right? His mother-in-law's husband passes away. And what happens? She goes ahead and she marries Ruben's brother, Shimon. So imagine your, bro- your, your mother-in-law becomes your sister-in-law. That's basically what happens in this case. So Ruben's mother-in-law became his sister-in-law and then Shimon passes away with no children. And by the way, that's no children even if the mother-in-law clearly has children. How's that? That's Ruben's wife. Is the is is the is uh, Ruven's mother-in-law's child? However, the point is that the question when we talk about Yibum is, did Shimon have any children? And since Shimon had no children, 
he has no legacy, etc., then the halacha of Yibam still applies, even though his pre, his, the woman he was married to already had a, had a child. But the bottom line is that um, Ruvain, again, so Shimon passes away, the, one of his wives is Ruvain's mother-in-law, a man is usher to his mother-in-law, and therefore she doesn't have Yibam Chalitza, and neither does the, the, the co-wife Rivka. Um, same thing, not only is that true for the mother-in-law, but even your mother-in-law's mother or your mother or your father-in-law's mother. Um, in either of those cases, you're also not allowed, that's, that's a forbidden relationship as well. Um, your you know, grandmother-in-law, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, so imagine a scenario where, and that's by the way what the mission says, so the mother of your mother-in-law or the mother of your father-in-law. So again, Ruben's married to a woman, um, and her, her, her uh, <coughs> and she has a mother, right, or father, and that person has a mother. That's your, her grand, basically your wife's grandmother. And what happens? She, her husband passes away, and she marries your brother, marries Reuven's brother Shimon. Same scenario. Shimon dies. Now what happens? Reuven has is expected to do yibum with this woman. The problem with doing yibum with this woman is again she's ushered to him because she is his grandmother-in-law. And since he can't do yibum with her, he doesn't do yibum with the co-wife either, and they are both off the hook from yibum or from chalitza. Um, let's do a, a, a couple more cases before our time is up. Um, okay, next. Achoso me'imo. Okay, achoso me'imo, a little more of an exciting case. Here we go. Okay, so achoso... Uh, Achoso me'imo means as follows. So literally it means a person's sister from their mother's side. Okay? So if you look at the chart over here, the, the, purple, the pink chart over here, basically what happens is as follows. You have um, Avram and Sarah married. Okay? Avram has a son without Sarah. Right? In a previous marriage. His name is Reuven. Okay? Then Avram and Sarah together have a child, Shimon. That's to both of them. And Sarah has a previous child, Leah, from a previous marriage as well. So Leah and Ruvain have no relationship to each other um, because, um, because Leah comes from Sarah's previous marriage and, and uh, Ruvain comes from Avram's previous marriage. However, Shimon is the son of Avram and Sarah together and is a half-brother to Ruvain and to Leah. Right? So what happens? Ruvain marries Leah. Okay? Ruvain marries Leah because they can get married they don't have any relationship to each other at all. However, what happens? Once Ruvain, if Ruvain and Leah are married and then Ruvain dies, Shimon, who is Ruvain's brother from his father, a brother from a father has a chiyuv of Yibam. There's only one problem. The woman to whom he's supposed to do Yibam is his sister from his mother's side. And therefore, Shimon is not allowed to do Yibam with Leah because she is related to him as his sister. Um, and therefore, again, just like Shimon cannot do Yibam with Leah, if Leah had other women, uh, if there are other women who are married to Ruvain, they would also be exempted from Yibam because of the exemption of Leah to Shimon. So that's another, the, the, the example of what we call Achoso, um, achoso Me'imo. Um, okay, so that was, we did the first 10 cases. That's actually pretty good. So, um, we'll, uh, we will stop here and uh, pick up tomorrow with the rest of the cases and as much of the rest of the mission as we can do. Um, I know it's a little bit uh, 
hurts your head a little bit to go through these cases, but I promise you, the, long, the more you do it, a little more you get used to it. I did it a few times um, to get ready, and after a little while, it starts a, a little bit making more sense in your brain. So, uh, um, anyways, uh, Yashikoch on the first day, and look forward to continuing tomorrow at 7 o'clock.